Welcome back, everybody, and thanks for tuning in. I'm Dave Barfield. And I'm Josiah Jones. And this is the Christ Community Podcast. We are so glad you're here. We hope our show will encourage, challenge, and uplift you with the gospel of Jesus Christ. In today's episode, we talk at length about the sermon last Sunday, and we'll also read some scripture and, of course, spend some time praying for you all. So let's get to it. Yes, thank you all for being here with us today. We have got a barn burner of a show for you today. And uh, for all of our engineer friends out there, I don't actually mean there's a literal barn that burns down. But it will be a great show, and I'm excited to be here with our pastor, Josiah Jones. How's it going, Josiah? How are you today? Hey, Dave. Yes, um, great to be here. I will tell you, as a pastor, I get a a little bit nervous when I hear (laughs) barn burner. Well, you should, especially when it's all your fault. (laughs) (laughs) Well... I'm not sure where you're going, but I think we'll, <laughs> well find out. Well, uh, yeah, I have in mind um, last Sunday's sermon, and uh, frankly, you didn't just talk about an elephant in the room, you launched a broadside attack on said elephant in, in the room, and, and I have in mind, of course, um, your illustrations and your comments regarding social media, and uh, also the various opinions regarding uh, wearing face masks. You definitely went there in the sermon, didn't you? Ah, uh, yes. Uh, now I see where you're, <laughs> what you're talking about. I, yeah. I sure did go there. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually, I did not have face mask in my notes, mm-hmm. but Interesting. Uh, Sunday morning, as I was praying through mm. um, the message, I felt deeply impressed um, by the Spirit of God that I, I needed to speak uh, more directly uh, than I probably usually do mm-hmm. to something that um, has potential uh, to to bring division and do great harm to the body of Christ, and so I felt compelled. Yeah, yeah, yeah good. Well, I mean, I for one am grateful that uh, you brought those <laughs> issues up. Uh, personally, I'd rather I'd much rather have a conversation about something uh, rather than you know, talk around it ad nauseum. Um, so yeah, I, I know I appreciated your your candor uh, in the sermon. Yeah, well, Dave, my my heart behind it certainly wasn't uh, to judge or offend, mm-hmm. um, but really to seek uh, to pastor. Mm-hmm. Um, tell you, uh, I I was reminded just after the sermon, different people whom I've been able to talk to or even received emails from. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mean you got some emails from that yeah, sermon? There's a shocker. Can you imagine that? <laughs> that's uh, good. That's good. Yes. These people were paying attention and not yes. sleeping. Yes, <laughs> but there, there, this, there is a real challenge here because right. uh, COVID nineteen is a, a serious threat and a serious challenge. Um, uh, uh, but there's another threat that's even greater, mm-hmm. and that is Satan would love to work mm-hmm. through these this this challenge uh to uh to to sow seeds of anger bitterness um uh assumptions that could could really do harm to the body of christ and so mm-hmm. uh, i received for example one email that just reminded me of this challenge um where someone had mentioned you know for for their family uh this 
who's had health challenges and mm. and struggles, uh, this uh, uh, really potentially the virus it could set them back significantly, and so they've been grateful that Christ Community Church has sought to take this seriously and mm-hmm. and so take precautions, and yet they also recognized that it's it's quite possible when people have held to a different opinion and so haven't, for example, take some of the precautions that we've recommended that that they not have uh, bitterness or anger mm. or mm-hmm. um, harbor, allow Satan to have a foothold mm-hmm. in their hearts. And so um, th- this is, this is uh, something that we need God to give us grace to really love one another well, prefer one another, assume the best about one another, um, to take both the, this virus seriously. And as leaders, we need, we need to do that and want to do that, but also take the spiritual mm-hmm. dynamics uh, seriously and guard against mm-hmm. um, Satan bringing uh, division in the church. Yeah, for sure. And to me, we, it's, it's, we really need God's Spirit uh, to work in our midst because uh, Satan wants division at all costs. I mean, he, yes. he doesn't care what it is. He wants yes. division because the house divided against the stand, house self can't stand. Um, but then, but the nefarious nature of the enemy of the devil is that he he can also use unity at all costs, right? I mean, there, to some extent, if we focus so hard on being unified around one thing, inevitably. Um, Unless it's the gospel, I would throw that caveat in there because we talked about that last week. If it's something other than the gospel that we're trying to unify uh, around, it'll fall short. It can't handle that weight, the the weight of unity. It's not strong enough, and Satan's going to use that too, right? So we could all be unified around uh, the two issues you brought up about social media use or face mask wearing or whatever, Uh, and yet Satan can use that against us, or at least against the mission that God has us on. So I, I think that <laughs> unity at all costs uh, it has potential pitfalls, and and of course we know that division does uh, as well. Yeah, there has to be something that does unite mm-hmm. us that's solid, that's mm-hmm. re- and which is Christ, right? And it is His gospel, and and that should enable us to have a kind of unity that enables us to work together right uh even where we do have real differences so this is this is where christians um need to have a a unity that's robust enough because it's in christ that we can have real differences and be honest and mm-hmm. talk about those things in a way that's uh respectful uh that's humble uh and and really listen to one another um, but with, without then saying, no, I can't, you know what, I can't have fellowship or rela- relationship with people who don't agree with me mm-hmm. on what the problem is and the best way to address it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and I think the heartbeat there is that it's unity, but on whose terms? And it's yeah. unity on Christ's terms, yes. right? It's not on my terms. <laughs> I'm fine if we're unified as long as you agree with me, right? Yes. <laughs> That's not real yes. u- That's... unity. It's, it's uh, unity on Christ's terms in the gospel. Uh, and then we are free to disagree peacefully and, and lovingly. Um, 
So let, let, let's then tackle or at least talk about the two things you brought up. I mean, first, you, you mentioned social media, uh, Facebook in particular, which dates you and makes you definitely a Generation X because <laughs> it's only old people that are using Facebook yes. now. Come on, Josiah. I'm kidding. Yeah. Um, everyone's using TikTok. Right. Facebook was so 2010. <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, just social media in general, set, how we use it tells a lot about where our hearts lie. Does it not? It it does. I mean, there's the uh, there's the uh, um, the pressure to uh, through social media to create a certain image, um, and, and and to often to kind of tell people where you are on particular issues, or sometimes people seek to use social media mm-hmm. to um, to persuade others of their position, mm-hmm. which I quite to be honest, do not think it is a good media <laughs> medium for doing that. Sure. Because what happens is people are depersonalized. Right. You're not talking to a real person who's intelligent, whom you recognize yeah. as intelligent, has real needs, has a life story. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't engage them in conversations about, tell me about your experience, yeah. what's led you to that. It, and it's, it's easy it's easy to kind of snipe and to attack yeah. when you're not uh, when you're hiding behind a keyboard and when you're not seeing. I'm talking to a person right. who's created in God's image, who has a story that I don't know and that I that that I need to know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and I think you know, in New Testament terms, what you're saying is that it social media it is able to muddy the waters of who your neighbor is, yeah. right? I'm thinking of the New Testament, Jesus said, was was questioned, who is my neighbor? And he tells us the story, of course, of the Good Samaritan. And here is this person embodied with another person that, that's hurting, right? And the Good yes. Samaritan comes by and helps, and that's the definition of neighbor in, in that parable. But when I think in social media, you can be so disconnected from somebody that it's just a name it's a, a bunch of pictures. We don't. You don't even know if it's. It yes. could just be a bot. It might not even be a real person. But I think my point is that it really muddies the water of who my neighbor is, which I think can be used against us from focusing on how I am actually loving my neighbors uh, with whom I, I uh, live, work, and play. Right, the people next door, neighbors that live in my own home, meaning my kids and my wife, um, and social media. I think has a way of muddying just exactly who our neighbor is. Yes. And, and and then it makes it so that dealing with uh, complex issues, mm-hmm. uh, you're talking about things that you don't really mm. have um, knowledge about in terms of how it impacts a person. You know, recently I was listening to Brian Loritz, African American mm-hmm. pastor, was talking about. Uh, the issue with communication, particularly as it relates to race, but it mm-hmm. it, it applies beyond that. Uh, but he was talking about how you know, sociologists suggest there are five basic levels of communication. Mm-hmm. You know, the first level is just more superficial. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> yeah. uh, how's your day? So on and so forth. How you doing? But I don't mean yeah. it. Yeah, that yeah type of thing. exactly. <laughs> the second level is facts. You know, so this is kind of lawyer land. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you think about sports analogy, you know, uh, LeBron James scored uh, this many points in the game, right. so on and so forth. Just facts. Quantifiable. Quantifiable facts. Right. Yes. 
The next level of communication where you're going a little bit deeper is where you give your opinions. Mm-hmm. You know, Michael Jordan is the best basketball player that ever lived. <laughs> Definitely an opinion. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, one that's supported by facts. Oh, but, I you see, know, I yes. See. So you're revealing more of yourself when you start to give right. your opinions, right? Mm-hmm. But then the. The fourth level is feelings. So mm-hmm. at this level, you're letting someone in more mm-hmm. to how the things that are happening have impacted you right. experientially. And then the fifth level is transparency. Mm-hmm. And this is where you're really revealing yourself. You're mm-hmm. bringing yourself who you are out. Mm-hmm. And what, what Brian talked about is a lot of times what's happening, particularly with, let's say, the, the, the race issue is, let's say there are many African-Americans who, when something like this has happened, because they can identify and picture themselves and connect it with mm-hmm. experiences mm-hmm. that they have, they're going straight to level four, and they're grieving, and mm-hmm. they're feeling it. And then sometimes a person can come in, and this is especially in Facebook, because this is... a uh, come in in lawyer land and facts and say, <laughs> right, well, yeah. let me spout these statistics. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you how many cops uh, were shot. Or let me tell you how many this, that. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Brian uh, Laritz said, you know, I, I learned that may work in the courtroom, but when you're dealing with personal relationships, right. that doesn't work well. Yeah. Um, he said, you know, Brian said, I, I had to learn this the hard way in, in marriage. My my <laughs> wife is down here at level four, frustrated with something or heard about something. And I come in here and start at uh, lawyer right. land and start spouting <laughs> statistics and so on and so forth. He said, it doesn't go well. Yeah. And that's because you're dealing with relationships. Yeah, that, it cripples the conversation, right? I mean, and that's, I think, mature conversations are able to understand that there are different yeah. layers and different levels yes. that people are, yes. are communicating on. And uh, otherwise, there's a breakdown in, in yes. communication, which is what happens then on, yes. on social media. And and this is why Facebook, if you don't know people, you don't know what their experience is, where they are, and they're, they're, this is their life. It's not a statistic. Mm-hmm. And then you come and, and just drop, you know, whatever the latest meme is or uh, statistic, whatever it might be. Um, you're not, it doesn't strengthen relationships right. uh, and help to work through things peacefully. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm reminded of, of Proverbs um, when I think of social media. And um, I know that <laughs> that doesn't go over well, right? Because Proverbs isn't, <clears throat> excuse me, isn't exactly uh, sexy. <laughs> it's it's yeah. it's what our our grandmothers taught us, right? And they cross stitched Proverbs on our walls, right. <laughs> for uh, above our beds and things. But when I think of of Proverbs, I think of things like um, a fool utters all his thoughts, but a mm-hmm. wise man keeps it in till afterwards. And there's Proverbs is putting forth this way of wisdom that leads to life. And I, and personally, and this is just my opinion, of course, um, but social media doesn't really uh, follow the, the way of Proverbs, right? I mean, it, it's, um, I think that, you know, let me illustrate it this way. When the Amish, I grew up in uh, Pennsylvania, right outside of Lancaster yes. County. So we had lots of Amish. But when the Amish send their kids out on their uh, rumspringa, when they come of age to go to go out and live how they choose, uh, the idea isn't that they're going to go live according to Proverbs in the way of, of wisdom. They're going to go sow wild oats and live uh, wild uh, a wild life. And I think that social media disputes kind of gravitate away from 
the way of wisdom to a much uh, trendier and, for that matter, marketable uh, level. Uh, it's it's not promoting a way of wisdom, I think, in, in matters of dispute. Uh, and so, to me, that's what one of the main downfalls of social media is, is that, as I mentioned earlier, it muddies the water of who my neighbor is, but then it doesn't always promote the way of wisdom, because that's not trendy. You don't you don't usually get rich on following the way of wisdom, um, and instead it promotes kind of a, a little bit of the way of folly. Yes, nuance doesn't make for great memes. <laughs> You're right, yes. <laughs> nuance isn't all that funny. Right? Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about that other issue then. So we kind of touched on social media, which you brought up in the sermon, but the, and then the other issue in the sermon was the various opinions around face masks, and you held up a a face mask and dangled it in front of your audience <laughs> for effect. Yes. And um, it kind of talked about um, love regarding face masks. Why don't you kind of refresh our, our minds on uh, what you were talking about there? Yes, Dave. Well, you've probably heard the expression that's pretty uh, popular now, wearing is caring. Mm, I have. Um, and, it, you know, a slogan like that does communicate Actually, the heart behind why the session is recommended, uh, let's follow what CDC and uh, uh, our uh, governor has recommended, Mm -hmm. not mandated, but recommended, is uh, what motivates us, I said, and I stand behind this, is not fear, at least as far as we know our hearts, um, but love, Mm -hmm. particularly love for the most vulnerable. If uh, based on the knowledge that we have, which could be wrong, mm-hmm. uh, but based on our best efforts to, to to know the facts, we think that wearing a mask very possibly reduces the risk mm-hmm. of the spread of the virus, especially for those who are most vulnerable. So for us, love for them leads us to say, hey, let's wear, uh, let's recommend that people wear face masks, even though quite frankly, is uncomfortable and w- mm-hmm. would rather not. Right. But out of concern for them, um, uh, uh, I'm going to wear a face mask, mm-hmm. right? Um, so that's one thing. Sure. What motivates uh, me, what motiv- motivated our session to recommend this is love. It's another thing altogether to say to someone who's not wearing a mask, ah, mm-hmm. you're just thinking about yourself. <laughs> you don't right. really love uh, other people. Otherwise, you would be wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. I cannot go there. Mm-hmm. I can't yeah. because I don't know people's hearts. People are complex. Mm-hmm. They have all kinds of reasons uh, for, for doing what they they do. And I can't make the measure of love something that God hasn't made, mm-hmm. the, the measure of love. I can't take something, right. particularly in disputable matters, mm-hmm. um, as much as I might think, you know, evidence points a certain direction, sure. but to say, hey, you have to agree with me, mm-hmm. otherwise you're not, uh, uh, you're not loving. Right. Others. And I think that that points to, at least in my heart, <laughs> I'll be transparent to say, it points to how much I am prone to be a Pharisee. I want to walk around and point out this person, you're not doing this right, and you're not being loving, and you're not being loving. And, and yet, when I make a mistake or don't do something that's loving, I'm my best defense lawyer, uh, yes. right? So that, but I think that this this issue uh, in our society right now is showing how the heart of being a Pharisee is deep inside of us. We want to promote our own righteousness and put it onto others, 
um, on both sides of this yes. issue, right? Because it yes. is it is polarized, it's politicized, whatever. Um, and, but I think Jesus goes after Phariseeism uh, with the gospel and calls it out for what it is and says, um, we are all the the sinner that begged for forgiveness. That's where, or that's where we all need to be. Yeah. Instead, our, uh, like the tax collector is what I have in mind. Uh, instead, we tend to be the the righteous Pharisee saying, I just thank God that I'm not like this other unloving person that won't do X. Yes, yes. And that uh, uh, that dishonors Christ, and it shows <laughs> how much, and, and, it, and it harms our brother right. and sister in Christ and can uh, drive a wedge between us mm-hmm. instead of drawing us together on the basis of of the gospel. Right. And and I think maybe to kind of bring it full circle in closing here is that it, it gets back to that that unity issue. Any of the or disunity, any of these things can cause division. And and not just the thing itself. The, I mean a face mask is a piece of cloth. But yes. or whatever they're making it out of <laughs> it might be Teflon or something, I don't know. <laughs> um but it, it's a piece of cloth that that uh the enemy can use to divide us because we're going to use it as uh a way to judge one another, and that's what that will cause this division that we cannot have. I mean, we're just praying and praying that God will uh, use His Word uh, by His Spirit in our lives to keep us from uh, division. And um, you know, I hope that we hope that we keep praying that way. That as your the heart of your sermon was about unity um, that the gospel brings, uh, and so we just pray more and more for that at Christ Community Church. Amen. In our next segment, we're going to take the time to quiet our hearts and listen to God's Word. With so many competing voices around us, it's difficult, and yet it's also worth it to meditate for a few moments on the Word of God. Josiah, what passage are we hearing today? Dave, uh, today we're going to press into this idea of unity and love a little more. Uh, So we're going to read Colossians 3, uh, verses 12 through 17. Friends, this is God's Word. Put on, then, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other, as the Lord has forgiven you. So you also must forgive. And above all these Put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. What a great passage for our times in our society. Josiah, what thoughts do you have then from from this text in Colossians? Oh, Dave, there's so much that is rich Mm -hmm. here about... Uh, how the gospel, knowing that we've been chosen by grace and 
we're God's beloved, we're loved by him, will lead to what this psalm calls perfect harmony. You see the graces uh, that are mentioned here uh, about compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, Mm -hmm. patience, but Paul emphasizes above all, he says, love. And mm-hmm. we've, we've been talking about this some, um, which he says binds us together in perfect harmony. Mm-hmm. You know, just uh, last night, uh, our family uh, talked about this passage. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I asked our, our kids, what is it about love that, that binds us together in perfect mm-hmm. harmony? Um, I, I, we, we thought about what it's like musically when you don't have harmony, <laughs> right? So if you think about an orchestra gets together, but everybody's playing their own instrument, uh, one says, you know what, I don't like this sheet of music, so I'm going to do this, I'm mm-hmm. going to do that, I'm going to do this. Um, and it's a cacophony, mm-hmm. and it's dreadful, and it, nobody uh, wants to be near that or... Um, but when there's perfect harmony, ah, it's beautiful, mm-hmm. um, and right. it draws you in. So what is it about love that that's like that orchestra where everyone's playing to the same sheet of music, mm-hmm. and there are different parts, but they all blend together in a way that's beautiful? Yeah, and I think that's that bearing with one another, right? Because the idea is that there are differences, and yes. that's the point of harmony, to extend the illustration is that uh, it's not all unison, right? It's not yes. just one thing, but it's yes. multiple things working together to create yes. a beautiful harmony. And I think that that shows up even in the passage here, this bearing with one another, and then the method, the way forward <laughs> when there's yes. a disagreement uh, in, in, in having forgiveness, et cetera. Yes, and, and what, we, what we ended up concluding, mm-hmm. drawing that's very much in harmony with that, mm-hmm. um, is that, at the heart of love is you're concerned about the other. Mm-hmm. You know, Paul in 1 Corinthians 13 talks about how love does not seek its own. And if you have uh, a group of people each preferring and thinking about mm-hmm. one another, then you, instead of saying, no, we need to do this, no, we need to do this, and going in different directions, mm-hmm. you're you're working together. You're preferring one another. Right considering one another, and so you're working together, and you're being knit together. Let's work together to see how um, we can um, care for one another and how we can honor uh, Christ. And of course, what what enables that kind of love where we start to forget about ourselves and we prefer one another? Um, It's being loved Mm. like that. Right. By God in yeah, Christ. Yeah, back to the gospel. Which is why Paul says, as beloved children. Mm-hmm. Ah, it's, it's as you've been loved. See how God has loved you. See right. how Christ, um, uh, uh, Christ did not consider his own, but uh, uh, himself. But you, mm-hmm. uh, as you uh, are loved in that way. Now, let's, let's love one another that way and see how, we're all playing to the same sheet of music, mm-hmm. the love of God revealed in the gospel, and mm-hmm. we have this kind of harmony. Yeah, I love that. The The basis for our loving one another is the fact that God loves us. That's the heart of the gospel. Mm-hmm. 
As we close, we want to pray for you. And we've gone a little long today, so I'm just going to ask Josiah to close us in prayer. Josiah? Gladly, Dave. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that, as we're reminded in this passage, you chose us, not because we're worthy, uh, but you chose to love us, even when we're unlovely. Uh, you considered our need, our uh, our desperate need, uh, and you uh, willingly preferred uh, our salvation, Lord Jesus, over your comfort. Uh, and Lord, we ask that that amazing reality revealed in the gospel would change us, would shape our hearts. Yes, it would lead us to be humble and patient and kind and for and bearing with one another mm-hmm. and forgiving one another as you and Christ have forgiven us, and it would uh, it would lead us uh, to prefer one another, to consider the needs of one another in ways that would knit our hearts together, bind us together in perfect harmony, so that the watching world would hear a, not a cacophony of of uh, which they're hearing in the world, but would hear a beautiful orchestra, uh, a harmonious orchestra playing to the same sheet of music, to the gospel of our Savior Jesus Christ. And they would be drawn, uh, they, they would be drawn unto him to have uh, their hearts knit together with Christ and with his people in perfect harmony. Thank you for the gospel. Thank you for the power of the gospel uh, to, uh, to, to do that great work in our hearts and in our church. Lord, we pray uh, that you would thwart uh, Satan's uh, scheme mm. to divide your church, and through your gospel, you would unite us in perfect harmony for the praise of our glorious Savior in whose name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you all for listening. If you've enjoyed this, we invite you to share it with family and friends. To learn more about our church, visit us online at ChristCommunityCarmel.org and join us again next week for the Christ Community Podcast. Until then, the peace of Christ be with you. And also with you. Amen. And God bless.